0: AIC Stories Podcast presents. Uh, Welcome back, everyone, to the AIC Stories Podcast, the audio archive for all kinds of storytelling goodness. Today we have another issue of the review. However, You may have noticed that there have been no review episodes over the last few weeks. There's a reason for that, and I'll explain more in a second. But I just want to take one second to remind you guys that if you enjoy the EIC Stories podcast experience, if you enjoy all the stuff we're doing here as we create more and more amazing content for the audio vault here on the EIC Stories podcast, do me a solid favor and just... Tell your friends about it. Invite some people in, whether they're uh, book lovers or, you know, members of uh, book Twitter or bookstagram or whatever you want to say, or if they just love listening to audio fiction, whatever it is, there is something here for everyone. And I want you to stay tuned because I know I teased it uh, previously with the brand new series that's going to be coming as I take a look at the Netflix series, Archive 81. That will be dropping very, very soon for you. It is in the works right now, and I can't wait for you guys to start listening along to that. So get ready, watch that first episode, and I'll let you know when it's coming. Anyways, how about this review situation? Now, the review is a series and episode in which, traditionally, I've talked about just one single book in detail. And we've done that... In multiple episodes that are usually a lot shorter what I realized though is that I'm reading books much faster than I have the opportunity to record and release these audio versions of them now I know it got to be a lot because the feed was coming out with two and three episodes in a week which you know that happens it is what it is but Because of that, I've decided to try something new for a month or so, and you guys can tell me what you'd rather hear. Would you rather hear a short review of just one specific book that you may or may not want to read, or do you want to hear what we're going to do today? And what that is, is we're going to take a look just at all of the books that I've read since we last visited get caught up give you a very short look i'm not going into super detail on any of them give you a real brief overview on some of my thoughts on each one of them whether i recommend them whether i don't whatever it is and then we'll move on and and if you want to read the full reviews you can always visit aicstories.com click the button there for the blog or the read button and you'll see all of the written reviews and everything right there so what do you say we get into it This entry into the audio vault is for the review number 12. And it's a look back at everything from basically the very, very end of February, technically. Uh, There's one one book from there and mostly through March. I'm gonna leave April's stories alone. We'll do a separate recap for that because there's a story in there that I really want to talk to you about in a little more depth. And I have a lot of books to get through for March. So let's get to it. Okay, so as I rolled through February and into March, I was on that John Steinbeck journey. I was going through these five novels of his, and I had a couple more left to go. First up was his novel, Cannery Row. It was a shorter novel, uh, really wonderful story in which we see him exploring the idea of taking a place and making that the main character rather than the people within it or any specific plot points. It was kind of an interesting take on just how he did that. What's strange about it is that there's really no beginning, no real end to the story, just kind of a collection of moments and stories that have kind of crawled into Steinbeck's open page to be savored later. This really is an exploration of place as a character. Now this book, I definitely recommend it. Meanders and strolls around at its own pace. It's never, you know, too high on the highs, never too low on the lows. And it does what the first page sets out to do in this book. It lets you know about the character of this place. Now, I do certainly recommend this one. None of John Steinbeck's books are what you would consider a page-turner. They're not a fast read. They're usually a slower, a little bit heavier read because it's classic literature. And and the writing in these types of books is definitely different than what you get normally. But this is one also I I really enjoyed out of this collection. I gave it four out of five stars. So if you want to check that out, again, the full review over at AICstories.com. Next up, as we got into March, I read a book that was a little outside my normal genre again, uh, which is good. It's good to read things that are different than what you normally would read. This was a book called Inamorata by Megan Chance. Now, this is historical fiction with a kind of dark mystery flavor, um, It kind of promises to be basically a whimsical tale through the the lens of historical fiction, but there is a uh, actually pretty dark mystery that's added in and turns this into a story that is totally different than what I was expecting. Um, It takes place back in uh, Venice, I believe, I forget what years, back in the the 19th century sometime. And it's a story of... um, Uh, a a woman and her brother the brother's an artist and they go to venice to start over and and seek their their big break to try and you know make it as as famous artists and become rich and famous they meet some interesting characters there one of which is hiding a very very dark secret and wraps this whole thing up in a a mystery and a, a race to the end this one really surprised me um while there was things about it I didn't absolutely love, it was a story that I was very glad I stuck with because there were points early on I thought about bailing on this one, mainly because there is a very, very uncomfortable relationship between the brother and sister that seem, it's it's very off-putting. I don't know any other way to put it, but it, it's very uncomfortable. And even though it is kind of explained away and it makes sense towards the end, the way it's written, that relationship between brother and sister was just a little unsettling for me and not in a good way, like a horror story. This was just kind of like a, I feel yucky about this kind of way. But that being said, the rest of the story, I'm glad I stuck with it because it becomes really something much more than I thought it would be. Um, th- there's excellent bits of horror and actually like supernatural fantasy kind of feeling with a, a darkness to it and a really solid ending. And uh, I guess you'd say a lot of nuance and compassion for all the characters involved. This one I gave actually a three 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 and a half out of five stars. But if you're looking at my Goodreads, it gets a three stars because it was borderline if it wasn't for that very unsettling bond between the brother and sister joseph and sophie hannigan i definitely would have given this a four stars but it just was too much for me but i still enjoy the story but i doubt i'll ever go back and uh visit this one again so that was Enamorata. um i already talked about the batman review we we went into that that was also on the slate there next up as march went on um I finally jumped into another book from one of my more recent favorite authors in the horror space, uh, Tyler Jones. He has a book, uh, called the dark side of the room. And this book is basically exploring a theme of what if the darkness in our minds crossed over to the real world only to begin consuming all that we hold dear. And basically I don't want to say too much and spoil it, but the main character is, um, she's a, she's an elderly woman she's very lonely she lives alone in her apartment with you know six cats and she is facing the reality of alzheimer's or dementia or something along those lines and in the process of that she has to find out that the darkness in her mind that is seeming to swallow all of her memories and everything else uh, that darkness actually has some teeth and there's some very Real danger there, and Tyler Jones, I'm telling you what his other book, Criterium that I read uh, last year was fantastic tackling the horrors of a person uh, struggling with addiction and he did it in such a way to make the story like just completely relatable, but also feels like such a good horror concept like he takes these very everyday types of horrors you know whether it be Alzheimer's and dementia or whether it be addiction or other things like that and he has a way of turning them into these beautifully written ghost stories or or, you know kind of just horror stories darkness and they're not just about the disease they turn those things into almost a character of their own I highly recommend this one. If you like horror fiction, this is one absolutely you need to read. And I would recommend, even though I, I have not read the rest of his collection yet, um, I, I pretty much could say that after reading two of his books, he's, he's one that I instantly recommend all the time. Uh, Tyler Jones, Dark Side of the Room, I gave that four out of five stars. Really enjoyable read, really enjoyable horror. Now, also in March, the Steinbeck journey rolled on, and this was the beast of all beasts, the, the, the big granddaddy of the book. Uh, if you remember, that collection had five different novels in it. This was East of Eden. Now, East of Eden is praised often as being Steinbeck's greatest achievement, his best work. And I'm not going to lie, it, it is a literary masterpiece. You can see the reason why people look at this and call it such a legendary piece of literary fiction. Steinbeck's writing is quite simply unparalleled in this style of fiction. Now, that doesn't mean you're gonna enjoy it. This story is told in four parts. Um, It's a very meandering story, and at times it almost feels very reminiscent to how if you were reading like, I think it was the Iliad or the Odyssey, one of the two, where early on it just starts like listing all of these characters. And this one is a parent to that one, is is an uncle of this one and, and so on. And we start way back with these characters who then have kids of their own who grow up and move through this book. And it all le- seems to lead nowhere, I guess is the <laughs> is the best way to put it. All these familial relationships and ties that are all intertwined but there's no real rhyme or reason but the thing that's really cool about this it's a beast of a novel it's like 600 and little over 600 pages 601 pages um, it does take you on a journey through an entire lifetime for this this generation of a family and even multiple generations you learn a lot about uh the effects of heartbreak and loss, grief, love, and so, so much more. It's truly a beautiful book. And what surprised me is that within the confines of this fictional story, there is some amazing advice given on creativity, on philosophy, on life in general. And it's all through the eyes and voices of the characters, especially those of uh, some characters named Sam Hamilton, Lee, who is a Chinese servant at the... The main house for one of the other main characters, whose name is also Adam Trask, and he also delivers some stunning, uh, wonderful advice. It's a very, I don't know, the only way to explain East of Eden, if you don't know what this is already, is that it just feels so broad in scope, so epic in its pacing and flow. It is very slow going. But I myself personally really enjoyed it. It's very rewarding when you finish it. You realize kind of how things come full circle. It's not a page turner. It's jam-packed full of all kinds of amazing writing, uh, amazing you know, practical advice, life advice, all of that kind of stuff if you care to look for it. And I guess after reading it, I have to say, I totally understand why it's viewed as Steinbeck's crowning achievement. This was the book that seemed to take all of the other stories that he's written and that we talked about on this journey from Grapes of Wrath, to The Moon is Down, to Cannery Row, and all of these types of stories, we're focusing on different elements. And this one, he puts them all together that is very captivating um, and rewarding, I guess, as you finish it. This one also, even though it's a beast to get through, that gets a 4 out of 5 stars from me and uh, one I recommend people check out if you can get through it at least once in your journeys. Now to wrap up the Steinbeck uh, journey itself, the final book in this puzzle was Of Mice and Men. Now this is a book that I've read numerous times in the past. I've always enjoyed this story and I thought it was the perfect story to end this journey on at the at the end of this uh, book I have, this collection. and if you don't know what it is it's it's basically to boil it down a very simple short and beautiful tale of family and friendship and the bonds of family that come outside of blood relatives you know where you have people doing kind things but there's also a lot of you know really kind of heartbreaking moments out there um in this story if you don't know what it is it follows two gentlemen Uh, One named George and one named Lenny. Lenny is uh, what we would dub today probably as mentally handicapped. He is uh, essentially described as a simple man. He's, He's kind of you know he's not all there in the head but he is an absolute giant of a man you know just tons of strength and doesn't know what he possesses uh in this case he is the epitome of a true gentle giant he never means to hurt anyone although bad luck seems to follow him everywhere he goes and to me, this story is one, it's, it's a, a fairly short read. It's just over 100 pages. And if you're not gonna read any of the other John Steinbeck novels, definitely check out of Mice and Men if you haven't read it before. Um, to me, this was the, the favorite out of this whole collection. I gave it five out of five stars. Although I will say that I could not help as I went through this thinking about the film version that starred Gary Sinise and um, John Malkovich uh, from back, I think it was in the 80s or 90s. Wonderful film version of it as well, so check that out if you if you don't wanna read the book. Now, let's roll ahead a little further in March. March was a busy month for me. Um, I read a book also outside my comfort zone. I'm not usually one to get really big into standard historical fiction. I'm not huge into murder mysteries. Although I will admit I've read a few lately that have kind of got me thinking I, maybe I enjoy that, but this book was called Under a Gilded Moon by Joy Jordan Lake. Um, Basically, it's a story of murder and intrigue that happens, taking place in uh, the late 1800s in rural North Carolina, the luxurious Biltmore House as the backdrop. Now, this is kind of an interesting book because most of the characters are fictional, however, there are a number of them that are actually real people, you know, from history, things thrown in. And it's, it's really interesting how this author, uh, Joy Jordan Lake, has gone about kind of weaving the real with the fictional um, and tying it all together. This book feels a little bit um, part Sherlock Holmes in a sense, uh, solving a mystery. You have those kinds of things. Um, Parts, you know, traditional historical fiction, I don't know, I, I think what, when I wrote my review on this, I said, I think if you enjoy historical fiction and murder mysteries, you're going to enjoy this book. It is very well written. Uh, the characters, even though you know, many of them, like I said, are based on real historical people. They are engaging and the story does flow very nicely. It's just not a genre I really get all that excited about, really isn't my thing. Um, That being said, however, it was an enjoyable diversion. I didn't hate it, just didn't love it. And if you're a fan of that genre, I definitely recommend it because I think you're going to dig it. Um, There was one passage I wanted to share with you, um, just an example of her writing, because it was one of my favorite descriptions of what an overcast November day feels like up here in the Northwoods that I've ever read. Uh, The the, the, uh, quote from the book is this. The November skies were a dark, menacing pewter. But she'd always loved November. The way the bare limbs of the trees opened up views that couldn't be seen in the warmer months. Opened up secrets. I, I don't know, I really enjoyed her writing style. Really enjoyed the way she handled the characters and the pace of the story. But it just didn't click with me. It's just not my type of book. And so... If murder mysteries and, and historical fiction are your thing, I think you're gonna love this one, Under a Gilded Moon by George Jordan Lake. Got a three out of five stars from me. Now, as we get closer to the end here, I've got two more books I wanna talk about. One being a book I received uh, from the amazing well-read Beard out on the Twitter and YouTube world and Instagram. Uh, it's a book called The Creek by author Rain King. It's basically a coming-of-age story with a very horrific twist in it. And it's a twist you're going to see coming a long ways off, but his writing, uh, King's writing, is just wonderful. I really, really enjoyed this story. Um, Basically, the setup here, it's set in a very small rural town off in the wilderness. I want to say somewhere up in the Pacific Northwest, but I can't remember that for sure. Um, Anyways, there a couple of teenagers who we meet, our main characters, that are enjoying basically this kind of perfect summer fling. And the only problem is that there's this darkness present. It's a darkness that threatens to kind of consume everything and ruin everything. And it becomes a little bit of a race to see if they can escape this darkness. Um, the, the book is pretty short. It's only 92 pages. It's a, it's a novella, a short novella. Um, it was so much fun. Uh, th- this I don't, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil anything. But basically, this is a cult-style horror story. There's a cult situation here um, that's drawing these teens in, and there's some some darkness happening. But the thing is that Rain King's style—it's it, very punchy, very to the point. Uh, he packs a lot of meaning into every word, and. Um, A couple of quotes to illustrate that real quick. Uh, Here's one from the beginning says, Mother nature was coming to reclaim what was rightfully hers. The fire that is civilization is temporary, but the darkness in the surrounding woods is forever. And in the other quote I I really enjoyed says, Time doesn't heal all wounds. It merely turns them into faded scars. I don't know. They're, They're... it's just something about this story. It's a fast read. It's kind of predictable, but it's it's so highly enjoyable. Uh, the Creek also includes another uh, short story that is called Husk. It's a, a totally different type of story. Every bit as punchy, every bit as enjoyable, um, but it's a great example of how uh, Rain King can shift up his writing tone to fit different types of horror. Um, Husk is a story following two young adults embarking on a quest into the wilderness, following this treasure map just to see what's buried at the end of it. Uh, Of course, there's a bunch of sinister stuff that happens. And as the description on Goodreads says, some things are better left buried. This book got a four out of five stars for me. I I really did enjoy this one. Now, if you're wondering after all of that gushing why I didn't give it a five stars, five-star books to me are books that really have to knock my socks off. I mean, those are saved. I saved that five-star rating for the ones that are kind of my favorite of all favorites. If a book's getting a four-star, it's a highly recommended book from me. So I hope that clears that up. Now, the last book for March that I want to talk about before we get out of here today is another one of those books in a genre that's isn't usually my thing it's a mystery thriller about a woman's past coming back to haunt her present this is a book called lies we bury by author l mar this is one of those ones i got some time ago as a kindle first reads or amazon or prime first reads or whatever it's called Uh, because you're an amazon prime member you get to choose you know a free book once a month uh, for a book that's coming out in the following month i thought it looks interesting it's free i'll give it a try um, this one also set in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, it's a, it's it's an interesting story. It feels very much like something you'd see on Dateline or something like that. And basically uh, the story is about a woman who was born in captivity. So basically this, this psycho has held her, um, well, has, has held these adult women captive and then essentially raped them. And they've had kids that were born in captivity the story is told through the viewpoint of the one child. The women do escape, and that's not a spoiler or anything because it's kind of put right out there at the beginning of this book. At some point in time when these women are children, um, they escape and now we fast forward to the present where uh, the children are adults and there's starting to be these murders that are happening and these murders seem to be referencing points and clues that are directly tied to that horrifying childhood of being born into captivity. Now, this becomes absolutely one of those page-turning suspense type thriller novels. The body count is rising, clues are mounting, it, it gets intense, and it's kind of a race to see if they can, you know, can can this woman figure out who this killer is and stop her before any more damage is done before anything else happens. Um, It was really, really kind of, you know, just a a story that shocked me. It's not real long, 299 pages. So certainly a a quick read, but it is one book. I gave it four out of five stars. and, And as the final part of my review says, I ask, I have to ask myself, even though this isn't a genre I've normally loved, I can't help but wonder, are these books turning me into a fan of the mystery Uh, murder mystery suspense thriller genre because man I I really had fun with this one Lies We Bury by El Mar you know what I just realized there's one more book I need to talk about one that I had forgotten in my list as I was going back here Uh, it's another murder mystery Um, I don't know how I missed it along the way it's called The Blood of Others it's by Rick Mofina M-O-F-I-N-A All of these, like I said, you can find all of these reviews, the full reviews, on my website at AICstories.com. This one, again, opens up uh, same kind of thing, murder mystery thriller. It's opening with a very, very brutal, um, terrible style murder, mutilation, things like that. Thankfully, they don't get too lost in the details, but there's enough there where it kind of makes you queasy thinking about it. Um, And then there's just a big race to stop the killer before they strike again. It kind of um changes perspective between um a detective who's you know obviously working the case a reporter who is trying he's a crime reporter trying to stay up and and keep his job because he's on the outs with his newspaper all kinds of stuff like that and this is another one of those books that you've got a lot of the tropes I think of when I think of murder mystery stories you've got a grizzled grouchy detective you've got the uh kind of, you know, the, the reporter who's who's down on his luck, has had better days, you know, he's won a Pulitzer Prize, but now he is struggling to hold on to his job because his biggest rival previously has now become his boss and he doesn't like him, all this kind of stuff. And the story here was kind of basic. I, I won't say, there, there wasn't anything that blew me away in terms of, you know, originality or, or anything like that. But it was good, I mean, it was a lot of fun. It it felt tense, it felt, um, you know, like it drew me in. And even though it wasn't a genre that I typically read a lot, I say that a lot, but this story kept me hooked until the very end. Um, it introduces us also this, what's kind of unique is that we're introduced to the killer pretty early on in this book and we get big sections of the story told through the killer's viewpoint as he's working to fulfill his goals um, even though he's being chased and and, you know everything else and people are trying to figure out who the killer is and all of this kind of stuff so The Blood of Others by Rick Mofina also got four out of five stars and again I have to say that mystery thriller, murder mystery you know suspense drama uh, genre I guess you'd say I don't know, I'm, I'm, I've read a couple books now, Between the Blood of Others and uh, Lies We Bury. I'm currently reading one uh, by Elmar as well, another thriller suspense that I'm enjoying uh, also as, as we're here in April, at the end of April. But uh, it might be a genre that's kind of a sleeper for me that I, I find myself actually thoroughly enjoying. Anyways, whew, a lot of reading in March. And I can tell you this, April has not been as productive between being busy with some things, a lot of personal stuff going on, as well as I read a book that blew me away. There's a five-star read coming up in the next review. And it left me with a serious book hangover. And that slowed my reading down because I just wanted to savor the memory of that book. I wanted to start it over right away again. But for now, I think, That's a good point to leave it. If you want to see, as I mentioned already numerous times, if you want to see my thoughts on all of these books, you can head over to aicstories.com and click the link right up top. It just says "Read" and in parentheses "Blog." You can click that. You can go back and order a timeline. Read all of my book reviews, uh, film reviews. If you know, there's only a couple of those up there. You can check out any writings or anything else I start posting there. So go check it out. Let me know what you think. If you give any of them a read, if you've already read them, I'd love to hear your thoughts on them. Let's have a conversation. You know, what did you love? What did you hate? Where did I get it wrong? Do we disagree? And that's okay because reading is all subjective and we all have our own opinions and feelings on it. That's what's amazing about it. Of course as we get out of here i just want to say thank you again for spending a little time with me let me know what you think about doing uh, one longer review episode like this a month instead of every single week having multiple uh, review episodes for every single book individually something we're trying to work out the kinks on here as we we continue to build the archive but being i'm writing all the written reviews i figured this might be a good way to let you guys kind of get a taste of what i've been reading and enjoying course I talk about these all on social media as I post them as well but that way you can hear about uh, kind of a snapshot of each of them and decide what you may want to look into more or pick up or read or anything like that and I think with that I just want to again say thank you so much for all of your support for spending time with me each and every week here on the AIC Stories podcast as we build this ever-growing archive this audio archive and I want to remind you again to keep reading Keep listening, keep watching, keep exploring, and most of all, keep enjoying all of your stories. I'll see you soon.